Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your guest host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. In today's episode, we're meeting Lisa Mash-Levin, CEO and co-founder of Gable, a hybrid workforce management platform that connects companies and their employees to flexible, scalable, and cost-effective hybrid offices. Lisa, welcome to the HR Works podcast. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. and very, very excited to be here. Well, it's great to have you on. So Lisa, before we jump into talking about remote work options and a look at a workforce outside of the traditional office space, I'd love to learn more about you. So can you tell us about your path to becoming the CEO and co-founder of Gable? Definitely. So I'm based here in San Francisco in the past uh, almost three years. Uh, I came here to do my business degree at Stanford. That's the reason I moved to the U.S. Prior to that, I lived in Israel most of my life. I'm actually a second-time immigrant. I was born in Russia. So this is my second transition to a new country, I would say. So during my time in Israel, um, I'm an engineer by training. And I spent most of my professional career at Microsoft doing various engineering product management roles and basically moved through the corporate ladder uh, there um, until coming to Stanford. And prior to that, I was a captain in the Israeli intelligence unit, served there for five years. And my role, my latest role there was director of product. So that's a little bit about my professional career, I would say. Also, during my time at Microsoft, but in general, every time that I was in a management position, I managed and worked a lot with remote teams. So I literally had points that I had conversations and I needed to do meetings or have people that I'm working with from US, Australia, Asia, Europe. And on the one hand, it's amazing. On the other hand, it's very, very challenging as as you can imagine. Um, So I really understand the pain points and benefits of remote work from both sides. So that's what led me and fascinated me regarding remote work. And during my time at Stanford, I started investigating this. So actually, Gable was a pre-COVID idea, <laughs> funnily enough, that um, started to incubate during my time there. Once I graduated, we started, myself and my co-founder, Omri, who's based in Israel, uh, started working on Gable. And then COVID hit. <laughs> so it was a, a very interesting time to, to start a, a company that has a physical component in it when all the world is saying that the only thing that you will ever do is just to speak with people via Zoom, <laughs> I would say. So that's a little bit about that background. <laughs> that's great. It, it, it's so interesting too. And thank you for sharing that. So interesting to see that so many of the products that we're now relying on, yep. they existed prior to March 2020, but have become just so important and integral into our day-to-day work lives. So yeah, that's great. And congrats on becoming an integral part of the remote workforce now with Gable. Thank you so much. Good timing is always part of success. Right? <laughs> Agree. For our listeners, as I mentioned, so many of us have experienced the shift to remote and hybrid and that understanding of a different work culture than being in an office. So could you explain a bit more of what Gable's product is as a hybrid workforce management platform? Definitely. So um, let me start by saying that I love to, um, I would say, frame us as the first workspace as a service company, that on the one hand, we provide employees the ability to work from anywhere, to literally come up to a platform and simply book a location to work from, whether this is for focused work or with colleagues, but really have this 
third space, I would say, to be able to work whenever they need to. On the other hand, we believe that we, we solve a really big pain point for HR leaders and people operations teams, workplace directors, by really providing them a unique visibility and control over the distributed and remote workforce, by really creating this management platform on top of the spaces that provide visibility to employees accessing locations, frequencies, policies that they can enforce, um, budget management, and so on and so forth. Because really what we believe is that what companies have um, experienced during this time is a major shift from being, I would say, like if I'll take an analogy from my previous life in software, uh, it's from moving from a single tenant when you have everybody coming to the same place, you see everyone, it's all very, very centralized to having this distributed, but the visibility is gone. So I think with with providing uh, an end-to-end solution, this is what makes us a, a unique player in this market right now. And you mentioned distributed workforce, and that's becoming such a, a common term now for so many of us in the working world, um, something that maybe we didn't all think about prior to March 2020. Uh, and now the idea of hybrid work is becoming considered more and more for different workforces. Some have found that returning to the office fully is the best option. Others have found that working remotely is the best, but then hybrid falls somewhere in between, but it's tough to define exactly what hybrid is. Hybrid to one group may be different from hybrid for another. So what do you see as the future of the hybrid model and what does hybrid work look like for you in 2022? Great question. So I think the way we see it and the way we hear also our customers and partners talk about hybrid is that they bucketize their employees into three categories. One is employees that are fully remote. They don't want to return to an office. They they love what they do right now, and that's great for them. Another bucket would be employees that want to come to an office that doesn't have to be, by the way, um, company office, but a, a, a space to work from once, twice, three times a week. Third bucket would be employees that want to return on a very frequent matter. And I think each and every one of these categories has its challenges and also upsides. But the way I see it is this is how hybrid will be built. Because I do think that it's a very strong word to use on all population because there is, I I do believe that how we will work right now is that there is no one size fits all. Different employees have different requirements, but I do think that these three buckets are the ones that will converge into. Interesting. Are there certain types of organizations that are more apt to using either a service like Gable or just moving to the hybrid environment in general? Great question. So the way we see it is that I would say how we envision Gable is it will become a prominent toolkit for every company that is starting out that cares about the employee well-being and and wants to connect them and also keep the company culture and grow this in a healthy manner. So that's how I see it. Like that's our audience. It's every company that puts its employees first, I would say. We usually see this most, like majority of our customers are growth stage companies that really, one, have accelerated their hiring during this time. And even if they do have an office, their largest workforce is now remote. So let's say we have a company that we partner with that they do have HQ in New York, but over 60% of the employees are actually scattered across 20 other states. So it just makes sense for them to use Gable as a partner 
to scale the access for employees for the space, but also orchestrate whatever comes with it. Um, so I think that that is the best way to describe the companies that we partner with. Interesting. So while there is a logical fit for maybe smaller groups, there is still a, a use and a good purpose for larger workforce teams too, those that are in the thousands. 100%. And, and we see that actually our management software that and everything that is related to control and budgeting and scaling is much more prominent uh, for these types of companies because it is a very different scenario for people teams to manage one office or one location and now manage employees in multiple, like constantly in increasing the number of locations, basically. So we do this for them in a sense, right? So this is the scalable way to go. And that's what we're seeing in the HR market, that so many teams are now considering not just moving back to an office, but finding that somewhere in between space. And it's not just fitting uh, a one size fits all. It's, 100%. it's not just for the smaller teams now. Larger corporations are also considering what a new work model looks like. I agree, because also I do think that um, an important part here is to understand that different teams also have different needs. So, for example, marketing and sales teams or, you know, different departments would want different configurations. And just assuming that they will all fit to a specific office is not the case. And we see this. But providing this type of flexibility, but also customization to these types of employees, I think is crucial to make sure that the company's most important asset, who's the employees themselves, are happy with what they have. Very interesting. So being where Gable was positioned even before the massive shift to remote offices at the start of the pandemic, you were really able to have a front row seat at seeing the shift. So what were some of the benefits that you saw teams discover from shifting out of the traditional office setting? So I think there are a few, and I can also say it personally from our team, I think one is the flexibility of working from anywhere. That's really, really is, is amazing. People traveled across the world. They reconnected. They've done a lot of those things that put in a different perspective how you used to work. I would say that's one thing. Second is really having more flexibility and control over your time. And I do think that a very, a very important thing is to both for companies, but also for employees to be measured on output and not hours work, right? So it doesn't matter if you work nine to five. To me, what matters, and I see this a lot across is, you know, your result, right? If you do whatever you need, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter what time do you do this, right? So I think there is a lot of shift on employees' personal responsibility and output as opposed to making sure that they're just available in these times. Um, so I think these are really great things that are happening, in my opinion, that are empowering employees. Are you seeing any challenges or drawbacks in the shift to the remote office for some teams where maybe, again, there is an advantage to having a hybrid setting, an opportunity to meet and see people in person? Definitely. I do think that a lot of people very much miss the, you know, communication in person. That's just given. I think it's just changing how we do this in terms of you don't have to be with the people all the time. You just need to be mindful on on how to build this and how to structure this. And we see a lot of the companies that we partner with that they do weekly team meetings on site or quarterly, you know, events or things like that that are very mindful on the purpose of that. So I think in general, the fact that people are very mindful when they come and meet together, it's actually a very good thing. So I definitely think that there is the drawback of we want to be together, we want this collaborative effect, 
we want to meet each other also, you know, with those just coffee chats and things like that. I, th- I do think that's very important. Right now, the way, the way I see it, it's much more with intent on how to build it as opposed to assuming that if you're sitting in the same office, you will immediately become friends. You know what I mean? So I do think that's actually a, a good thing. Um, and, and companies are being very mindful to do this. And I think that's top of mind right now. Sure. There's still an advantage to collaborating in person and having that opportunity to have FaceTime. I mean, so many employees, be it through the great resignation or just now entering the workforce and graduating during this time, are starting with companies and don't necessarily meet their coworkers in person until six months, maybe a year into a position. And that'll obviously have an impact into company culture and just, as I mentioned, collaboration at the start. Completely agree. Completely agree. So interesting. So Lisa, as a CEO and co-founder of Gable, I'd love to learn more about your journey as a woman in leadership. I think that's always a great conversation and I'd love for you to offer some insight and advice to our listeners who also may be looking for those opportunities. What were some of your keys to success in establishing yourself as a CEO and co-founder? It's a, it's a good and ch- not an easy question, I would say. I think um, number one thing is basically grit and not accepting the word no. Uh, so I, I don't really believe in that, I would say. But I do think it's, it's really grit and perseverance in terms of what I have been doing in my life. I do think that the way I built myself and my career was a lot focused on this is what I want to do. I do think that I have the skill set to do that. If not, I will work hard and make sure that I acquire that. But I'll also demand what I believe that I that I am titled to, I would say. So I think that t- took me a lot of time to understand that the importance is to ask. And the worst thing that will happen is you'll just they will just say no. But the understanding of asking is really crucial here. Um, so there is always taking this, you know, the leap to the next step, to something bigger. And, and I do think that this is part of the thing that, that helped me grow, right? So that's one aspect, I would say, is working very hard, but also demanding what I want in terms of next steps in my career. And I think that's what helped me progress pretty pretty quickly in terms of corporate letter and, and other um, related items. So I think that that is one item. The second thing is I never see myself as like I am... Um, you know, I am a woman, of course, but I'm also a capable person and I want to be heard. And I think that that's something that is very important to me and also to uh, surround myself with great and smart people to always learn from, both men and women. I have a lot of mentors and, and colleagues that I always get their advice. Uh, to me, is like, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I, I, I need to leave the room. So I always want to, to surround myself with this community of amazing people that push me to be better and I can learn from. And I think that's what helped me also as well, to have great mentors across my career and really focusing on doing that, by the way, really being intentional and finding those key people that that you look up to, that you think that you can learn from and create this connection. And I was able to really have great mentors throughout my career that helped me to this day. And finally, to give back. Uh, so I try to, to educate as much as possible, to be available uh, as much as possible, to talk about the good things and bad things that happened in my career, things that I would have done differently, or, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But I would definitely think that by sharing these challenges and being vulnerable, it helps others as well. So I think these are things that helped me uh, 
progress. But also, for example, I am a mom. I did everything. Um, like I during the pandemic, I uh, gave birth. Now she's a toddler, controls my life completely. But it is completely possible, and I think it's important that it wouldn't be so unusual to see. And I think that that's part of my mission is just to show that everything is completely possible and. The sky is the limit. It's just like you—you you just need to be very in terms of what you do. That's great insight. Congratulations on becoming a relatively yes. new mom. You're always yeah, that's—that's that's, I would say 100% the number one learning curve in my life. <laughs> great. Look, we've shared so much about how Gable can help workforces as they're learning to adapt and, and really plotting their course forward for 2022 and beyond. But what do you have planned for Gable and what are you excited for in the coming year? Oh my God, so much. Um, so I think one, we are growing a lot as a team. I think that we we are starting to really hone in in terms of what we believe the, the market is going for. Also, what, what challenges HR leaders and people operation, workplace directors are, are having and how Gable can solve this. So for us, it's really doubling down on that and developing an incredible product that will cater to our customers the best way possible. Um, we are an extremely customer-obsessed company. That's all we care about. And I think that's I, I would want to continue with that direction as we grow and expand the team. So I think these are really key things for us is to make sure that we continue to listen to our customers and develop those capabilities and grow the product the way we see will will help employees and employers. And that's our number one goal, right? To make good with this product uh, on one hand. And on the other hand, scale our personal team <laughs> to comply and align with all of the things that we are, uh, we are putting out towards to do this in, you know, internally as well. With that goal to scale and also having that central mission, that really calls to like corporate culture, right? And that's something we speak about so much 100%. within the, the human resources space, uh, but also on HR Daily Advisor and through the HR Works podcast. Are there any things that you at Gable employ to really drive home corporate culture? I think everyone has their own approach. What's your approach? It's a great question. So one, it's always evolving as us as a team. I think one is being very, very susceptible to feedback and being saying, I don't know, you know, it's my first time building a company. I, I want to make sure that everybody are okay, right? Everyone, everyone have everything that they need, but I want to be very open about it and not assuming that I know everything. So I think one is vulnerability and susceptibility to feedback um, from all aspects. Two is, I would say, over communicating. So we do a lot of both async, but also company meetings that we really update everyone on what is going on. Like everyone can pitch in and have uh, a full understanding of the other side. And I think that really helps us. Um, third is really having those, you know, fun events and cultural events. We are, even though that we are, we are a small team, we already have employees in US, Europe, Israel. So it's quite amazing to see, you know, um, going on a Zoom call and then you have four or five different time zones already. So it's pretty, pretty cool in that sense. To summarize, this is listening to employees, having them the ability to vocalize what they think, having suggestions, building this together, but also being very mindful on over communicating what they're doing 
for everyone to feel included. Something we've all learned, I think, especially in the last two years, is that corporate culture needs to be so much more intentional 100%. now than it ever had in the past. When you're sharing space in person, it sometimes just naturally comes to light. But when you are working through a distributed workforce, corporate culture is really brought to light. And when you don't have it, you notice. But when you really do have a strong one, you also notice. I agree. And I think that's also something that we want to pride ourselves in. I definitely think it's a lever also to attract great talent and build a great internal culture um, that, in a sense, also affect our product. That's great. So Lisa, tell me, with Gable offering so many interesting workplaces throughout, not even just the United States, but across the globe, what's the most exotic locale that you've seen made available? (laughs) Exotic. Oh, wow. Actually, now we're onboarding a location in Honolulu. So I would say this is the most exotic one. And we already said that we have to check it in person uh, to make sure that it complies with everything that we want to, uh, that we want to share with, with our Gable users. So I think Honolulu would be my choice. But I do hope to like open a, a Gable space in Bora Bora. Or something like that. That would be amazing. (laughs) Well, to our listeners looking for that island getaway to get their teams together, know that it is possible. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's the way. So Lisa, before we wrap up here, do you have anything else you would like to plug for, for Gable or for yourself that you're excited about that's coming up? Um, So I think we have a lot of new features coming up. We have done a lot of work on integrating internally actually with HR tools to really have a holistic and single pane of glass for company leaders to have one view with their HR tools, their workplace locations, and manage it all through Gable. So I think I'm very excited towards the upcoming few months in terms of our feature releases. That's one aspect. Two is in terms of our employees that are coming coming and helping us to scale. So I think that's that's a really big part from our end. And finally, we are hiring, still hiring. So very, very excited about that. Okay. And for our listeners who are interested in learning more, do you have somewhere they can go to get all the latest information? Definitely. So everyone who's interested in, in a, a demo or just reaching out to me, you, first of all, you can all reach out to me via LinkedIn and also go to our website, www.gable.to. Okay, that's www.gable.to? Correct. Perfect. Well, thank you, Lisa. And one last question before we wrap. Yes. I'd like to know this from all of our guests. When you wake up in the morning, what is the one thing that motivates you and gets you going when your feet hit the floor? Wow. Um, my family. Great answer. My family. <laughs> all right. Well, Lisa Mashlevin, CEO and co-founder of Gable, thank you so much for being on the HR Works podcast. It was great getting to know you and I hope we can do this again soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And thank you for the time. Thank you for listening to the HR Works podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible. 